0: Welcome to Bisburg. I'm your host, Gary Dixon. Today's program is sponsored by Stephen Nat and Associates. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Gary? Very good. Glad to have you back. Stephen Nat is a public adjuster, and we, are, we have done one program uh, earlier, I think about a year or so ago, and uh, we have more to talk about today. And the first part of that kind of has to do with uh, what exactly, because many people
1: listening may not quite realize or know what is a public adjuster. Uh, well, basically what a public adjuster is, is I'm an insurance adjuster. I'm um, licensed just like uh, an insurance adjuster for a uh, insurance company. The only difference is, is that I work exclusively for um, the homeowner or business owner in a claim. So I'm basically an advocate for them. I'll handle the claim. I'll step through the claim, you know, one part at a time making sure that you understand what's going on and and making sure that uh, you're basically properly compensated by the insurance company, Mm -hmm. you know, for your loss.
0: Now, I remember, um, Stephen, from the last time we were together that you talked about the different types
1: of adjusters. Can we review those now? Sure. Yeah. Um, So. You know there's there's what they call a staff adjuster, and that's a, an adjuster that, that basically is employed by the insurance company and they're going to work you know and they work for the insurance company and they they're either going to be a desk adjuster or there'll be a field adjuster and they'll go out and they'll they'll adjust your claim that's usually who comes out uh when you call you know, and you have a claim um the next kind next kind of uh type of adjuster would be a virtual adjuster. And these guys, uh, girls, are basically adjusters that uh, they don't come out. They're still, you know, employed by the company. But they basically sit in an office and with the screens. And Mm -hmm. uh, you can download their app. uh, And then they'll, you know, you call into them. And they'll basically step you through how to file the claim. And then you take pictures. They'll Um. walk you through taking pictures. And then... They will then uh, do an estimate for you and send it to you. Now, one of the problems with that, and, and you know, uh, is I had a, a claim last year that I did with a tree that fell on a house, and they did the virtual. Um, but you know, it's it's hard. It's hard to see. You know, all the damage is. You know, they go up and they went up into the attic and looked around. Uh, they seen a few cracked trusses in the roof, Mm -hmm. but, you know, um, once they got their check and I got involved in the claim and I came back out, I was able to go back out and... and there was a lot more damage there's a lot more trusses that were broken that the homeowner didn't see yeah so you know it's why you want another set of eyes out there yeah professional set of eyes right Someone who's going to be looking for all the stuff that might have you know gotten damaged on there so that that's a a virtual adjuster Um, and then the next is an independent adjuster and that's an a that's an adjuster who works He's independent from the insurance company, but still is employed by the insurance company. Um, Someone who is, you know, uh, they might have their own company or might work for a independent adjuster, but then is hired by the insurance company to adjust the claim for them. So the first three you've mentioned so far are all paid by the insurance company. Correct. And the fourth type is, is me. It's the public adjuster, the one who is going to represent the homeowner and business owner owner in a claim. So, you know, we get paid uh, by the the insured, not the insurance company. So we have no mm-hmm. affiliation with them and and um so we just basically, you know, our interest is out for the homeowner or business owner. Well it sounds at at first blush
0: like the independent one you mentioned would be, you know, oh independent. That's oh, yeah. that's the one I want, but it's
1: not necessarily because they are also being hired by the insurance company correct yeah they they still have an allegiance to the insurance company they still take directions from the insurance company mm-hmm. on what to do and in how to handle the claim. And
0: we certainly understand that uh, all of these adjusters, even if they're working for the insurance company, it doesn't mean all insurance companies are bad, evil people trying to get out of paying anything, but there's a lot of fraud that can happen in the insurance claims, and they have to protect themselves, obviously, from from fraud as well. But public adjusters, what you are, Stephen, Nat, and associates, you're the ones that actually are paid for and work for the Client or the homeowner in this case.
1: Correct. Yeah, and like I said, like you said, uh, you know, there's a lot of great people out in the insurance industry. Mm-hmm. I, I meet adjusters every day that work for the insurance companies, and you know, these people are good people. Yeah. Um, but again, it is a business, and you know, they are they are controlled by other people, you know, higher up the chain. and For them, it's,
0: it is a business dealing, and they do have to protect themselves, obviously, and and not pay more than is necessary in their particular case. Let's talk for a moment about what types of things a public adjuster like yourself can
1: actually handle. Right. So, uh, you know, different types of claims that, that come up. Well, first of all is I just deal with with property insurance, um, you know, I get I got a lot of calls about auto. Um, I really I don't deal with auto. I'm oh, not, I see. I'm not licensed to deal with auto. Okay, so, so your home, yeah, so in it, business, home business or business income, okay, I can handle, and that's what we're uh, licensed to do. You can go actually, you can go to different states, and I am licensed in in uh, different states than just Pennsylvania. You can go there, and you can handle auto but in pennsylvania it's just property and business uh on there so with the that you know if it's a new claim mm-hmm. something just happens i can step in from the beginning um you know if it's a a claim that uh the insurance company has already come out and they've uh They've given you an estimate, and you feel that the estimate isn't going to cover all the damage. Mm-hmm. Or if the claim has been denied, I can step in and look at the denial and see if there's a way that we can get it overturned. You handle
0: new claims, obviously, and you and the ones that are denied. And then there are ones that they pay, but they don't pay enough?
1: Yeah. I mean— As
0: in maybe the one you were talking about, the tree falling through and they didn't, uh, the owner didn't see the
1: other damage? Yeah. So, you know, again, on there where, you know, they're almost letting you adjust the claim yourself. You Mm -hmm. point out the damage to them um, and they will then, you know, come up with an estimate. So even when, you know, they send out an adjuster, sometimes he might miss something. Sometimes he might think that, well, that might have been pre-existing damage and they don't Mm -hmm. want to cover that. Uh, so there's a you know different things that go on in a claim that you know sometimes um you know they they need to be brought in attention of uh i've had claims where uh, you know the might have been a plumbing leak it might have happened uh, started on the third floor mm-hmm. so they go to you know the second floor and they say everything's okay and but then it you know uh might have gone into a closet on the first floor and no one ever Even opened up it. the door yeah. until later or till
0: Someone so it's not doesn't. too late at that point to re-enter that claim and mm-hmm. and get additional compensation for mm-hmm. later found damage or No,
1: no, you can you know in the state of Pennsylvania you can open up a claim for a year after the date of loss. It's a tougher claim if you've already gotten it fixed. Sure. But, you know, if it's a new claim or, or a claim that is uh not been fixed and you're looking to uh, make sure that you were properly compensated. Mm-hmm. And that's a perfect time to give me a call. And on well, a, it's
0: good to know though that uh, you mentioned up to a year right after the claim.
1: Right, uh, it, the claim is made or the claim is paid. Uh, the claim is is made. So um, there's something that they'll as soon as you get as soon as you call they'll look for they'll ask you you know when did this happen uh, and so it's a uh, you'll give them a date and say, "Okay, well, uh, last Thursday, you know, is when the the water broke, or yesterday, the water started leaking, mm-hmm. or you know, it, we had a little fire." I mean, some of them are you know much more obvious when you had a fire or something, and you you mm-hmm. got to contact them or something. It might be not as uh, you know l- at large, and you kind of put it off. Hey, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow when I got day off or something, you know, I'll call the insurance company then, something that's not affecting your life.
0: Well, so you're saying that, I mean, I think it's good to know that there might be a person listening right now who uh, filed a claim for some damage in their home or business, say three months ago, and they thought that was all done, it's been fixed, and then they've realized recently there was something else that they didn't know of before, Just to know that they can't—it's not too late to
1: get that fixed, too. Right. Matter of fact, I have one up right now in Cranberry, uh, similar situation. They had uh, in uh, what was it, August or September of last year? They had um, wind damage to their uh, to their shingles, Mm -hmm. and from that wind damage, it basically opened up the roof and uh, it leaked. Well, they didn't notice the, the upstairs ceiling in the hallway Mm -hmm. basically started bubbling. So, you know, um, it's additional damage. It's still from the same place. Right. And, and so it's there. And, And again, it, it will go off of, you know, so, so you lost some shingles on there and it, and it rained, you know, you had the initial where you seen the, the shingles come off, but the next day, you know, it rained it's still the same claim, you know, so. right. another good thing to know you have some time up to a year.
0: if you just joined us, you're listening to Bizberg i am Gary Dixon, and our guest is Stephen Natt, who's a public adjuster with Stephen Natt and Associates. here's the website. it is getsuranceclaimhelp dot com get dot com is phone number four one two. 276 I'll repeat that information a time or two more in the program. This begs the question for me as I'm thinking through this, when something's happened at your home or business, a new claim, should I consider calling you? I think a natural thing to do would be to call the insurance company, but right. is it better to call somebody like you first?
1: Yeah. Before I, I even call them? Well, the, the, yeah, I mean, that's a really good question because, you know, if something happens, you want to make sure, number one, you want to make sure it's going to be covered before you report it to the insurance company. Is mm-hmm. it going to be, you know, uh, covered under my policy? Um, there's um, there's a thing out there called the, the Clue report, and it, it stands for Comprehensive Loss Underwriting Exchange. So just like you have a credit report, you have a basically claim report an insurance report on you as well as your house mm. so when you go out to get insurance they know how many times you filed oh. for a claim how many times and how much you've been paid on that claim most of the you know insurance companies subscribes to it and they give them data so if they every say ta- you're too much of a risk right so if if every time you you know something happens and you call the insurance company and says hey is this covered Well, they're going to report that there. So that
0: gets put in the clue report. That gets
1: put on the clue report. Every
0: time you just call, even, just to to ask about is this
1: covered or whatever. Yeah, so every time you've, you know, hey, is this, you know, uh, is this going to be covered under my point? So they're Mm. supposed to then go and, you know, file a report. Well, that's insider
0: information. I had no idea
1: such a thing existed. And so you want to, you know, and you want to make sure, you know, you don't want to this call you know hey you know would this be called well talk to you the expert first and then you
0: say yeah this one is the one you report or or you might say the opposite say no there this is not going to and you don't want to call because it's going to show up on that report
1: right it's it's it's, uh it's better that you take that i had uh, just the other day someone called me and said hey um we have a rental property and we had a backup in the source system um and the tenant's stuff all got wet in the basement and i'm mm-hmm. like it, it's not worth calling their reporting it because it might be covered again i don't know until i look at the policy but it mm-hmm. might be covered but um the only damage that you're really going to have is to the tenant and that's not going to be covered you know most of the time it's not going to be covered under your policy so it's better that you just have it unclogged. Yeah, and, and, and uh, hopefully
0: the tenant has, what, renter's right, insurance. renter's
1: insurance, and they get covered for, for right. it, something like that. In,
0: instead. So this Clue report, um, is this something that you, the consumer, can, like your credit report, can you see this report, can yeah. you get a copy
1: of it? Yeah, uh, just like, you know, it's the same as the credit report. You're, you're entitled to get a, a copy every year of it and see, you know, what uh, the insurance companies have reported to you for for mm-hmm. your clue report and okay. you can you can actually go to my website and you can find it uh, there's a link there to take you to um it's a company called LexisNexis and they're the ones who who uh, have the clue report mm-hmm. you know they're just like you know Equifax or one of those right so they do this for the insurance company industry um, and there's a link on my website you can go and, and fill out the information and they can either send it to you or email it to you.
0: Okay, so again that website is getinsuranceclaimhelp.com, getinsuranceclaimhelp.com, that you're looking for in that case what's called the CLUE report, right? Correct. C- C-L-U-E. Yeah. yeah it... So you can fill that out there and, and get that process going if you'd like to see and view your CLUE report. We mentioned earlier in the program, or it was briefly uh, denied claims uh, obviously that happens too. I was going to ask you what are some of the reasons why an insurance company might deny a claim?
1: There, some
0: seem obvious, but I bet you yeah. have some
1: more uh, there's you know you know there's a lot of reasons why they they deny claims, and again, everything's based off of your your policy. your policy is basically your contract with the insurance company. Um, most homeowners has what they call a uh, open peril policy. And what that means is they are going to cover everything except what they exclude. So there's exclusions on your policy that says, Hey, we're not going to pay for wear and tear. Now, do, does
0: it generally say that in the policy? We're not going to pay for this, or is it, it, it it's, not covered it, it, just because it's not even mentioned?
1: Well, it's, it like one of the reasons like i like I just mentioned is is wear and tear they're gonna exclude anything is wear and tear, right, so That's if, normal, yeah, so you know your rug, you know mm-hmm. when the rug wears out uh it's from wear and tear right uh so it it's not covered um mm-hmm. there if you um if your pipes freeze and you do not do what they ask you to do. Uh, which is one of the big ones is, like, if your house is vacant or if it's unoccupied for more than 30 days and you do not either turn the the water off and drain the system or you can um, maintain heat in the in, in your home, mm-hmm. they won't cover a free a broken water pipe due to a, a freeze. I see. But they'll cover it for everything else, you know. If, mm-hmm. Gets cold in a you know crawl space and it breaks, you're covered. One of the things you hear a lot about is flood damage or flood insurance, and a lot of people uh, apparently
0: assume they would be covered yeah. in such a case, and they're not. That's separate, right?
1: Yeah. So, you know, like flood damage is a, like a whole different you know uh, coverage on there. A lot of people think that, hey, uh, my my basement's flooded, and, and that's kind of one of the the things about when you file a, a, a new claim, um, another reason why to get, uh, get me involved early. I had one uh, not too long ago where an a, you know, older lady calls in um, and she says, my, um, my basement was flooded and I called the insurance company and they didn't even send somebody out but they denied the claim. They just denied it over the phone. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, um, you know, what happened? She says, well, uh, you know, it was a few weeks ago and we had a real hard rain, uh, but, uh, you know, during that I noticed that there was water in the basement. But a few days later, I, it was the pipe, the pipe was leaking, it, There was a there was a break in the pipe. Mm. And it was, you know, wasn't gushing out, but- It was leaking. It was leaking, and so, you know, the insurance company just heard the word flood, and they said, no, we're not gonna cover that. So it it basically turned into, you know, a claim that was covered, and it's just basically how she presented the claim to the insurance Mm -hmm. company, and the reason why, you know, it wasn't covered. I knew uh, somebody once who
0: had a bit of a landslide happen because of heavy rain, mud came down and, and did some damage against their house. And it was like, oh, that is actually flood damage, too. A flood uh, caused something that wasn't water in your basement or water in, you know, your house, but it was mud on the
1: side of the house, and I think it took down a, a fence and so forth. Yeah. So, you know, something of that sort, they'll they'll usually exclude because it's um, uh, earth movement, and that's right. one of the things that they don't include, they don't include in there. Okay. Um, so, you know, but denials, you know, uh denial coverage can hinge on, on the meaning uh or context of just one word um in the facts of the claim. Um I had a, a, a uh a claim not too long ago, uh or actually I, I consulted on it, uh and it involved uh, tools that were um they were off site for a company and basically in a storage unit and uh it got basically was got damaged. Um Mm -hmm. so the insurance company basically came out and they says, Okay, uh, you know, give us a list of of your contents in there and he basically put everything down under tolls and presented it to the insurance company. Insurance company then and it was probably roughly a little over twenty thousand dollars. Insurance company gave him a check for for ten thousand and he's like, Well what about the other stuff? He says, Well you have a A limitation on what we'll pay for tolls that are off-site. I see. So again, I got brought in as basically just a consultant on on this, and at that point, you know, looked through the policy, uh, read through, and there was a, a, you know, I seen where it says you know tolls are limited time, but it also had computer and computer devices. So some of this stuff, and this was a uh, person who serviced the, the oil and gas industry. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of um, uh, devices that hooked up to the computer. Uh, electronic devices. Electronic devices that uh, weren't really tools. They were more computer um, meters, uh, different kinds of tool, um, instruments in that way. So when I got involved, I basically told him, hey, look, you, you have another $10,000 worth. It basically sending in a policy for for computer and computer devices oh, that see. hook up to the computer. And, and he wouldn't have been able to do that on his own without somebody like you advising him. Right. And so it it, you know, sometimes you have to look. You know, mm-hmm. through the whole policy and find different things. Well, a lot like of us about. can read an
0: in insurance policy and not know what the heck we just read either. So, you are trained at that; you you know what to look for, and and you know you can ask the right questions of the homeowner or the business owner too, or alert them. You do know that this is not covered, right? right. That kind of thing. So, just to have an expert like yourself looking over the policy and explaining it in layman's terms to the rest of us is has got to be a great plus.
1: Yeah, I, I you know. I think you know, the service that I offer to people um, you know it it can help someone out of a real jam you know uh, to make up another ten thousand dollars worth of tolls uh, you know mm-hmm. it 's hard to you know it 's hard to come in and say, Okay, well, how am I going to make up that difference that 's so. right
0: thanks for joining us today on bizberg i 'm Gary Dixon. Our guest is Stephen Natt, public adjuster. The website for Stephen is getinsuranceclaimhelp.com. Boy, that says it all. That's really what you're doing here. Getinsuranceclaimhelp.com. And the phone number, 412-276-5555. Stephen, in the time remaining, we have a couple of minutes uh, left in our program. I know that, obviously, you do not sell insurance yourself. I guess you can actually say that you use it. So what are the better policies out there for homeowners or business owners?
1: Well, you know... One of the things I get this uh, question all the time, you know, what are the better policies? And what you need to recognize is that not all policies are the same mm-hmm. if you buy one from, you know, Uh, one of the larger companies or comparing even all the larger companies, they're going to have some type of coverage that uh, they don't cover, that they exclude Mm -hmm. uh, one through. I always say that, you know, what you want to do is you want to go out and you want to find yourself a a good independent agent that will basically sit down and talk to you about what you need. If you have your, uh, you know, if you have a finished basement in your house, you should probably have more, uh, see. Yeah. Some More, expert advice on
0: right. uh, kind of a, a smorgasbord type arrangement. Right. Right. Based on who you are and what your needs really
1: are. Yeah. Yeah. Not a one size fits all. Correct. Correct. Okay. If you have an older house, you know, you might want to get uh, what they have is ordinance and law coverage, which basically when that house was built, not all the ordinance and laws were, you know, as they are today. Oh, so yeah. they, you know, a uh, Good example of this is, uh, you know, what a GFI socket is. You know, you have them uh, near your sinks in your uh, bathroom and in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. So if that's not, you know, your insurance only pays for what is there at the time of loss. So if that's not there and you had a loss, you have to pay for the difference of the regular socket outlet to, to the GFI. Oh, okay. But if you had the Oranson Law coverage. That pays the difference on there. I see. So if you have an older house that doesn't have all the, you know, uh, updates that, you know, you need, it'd be better to get orange. So the coverage. policy
0: could be different if you have a basement or you don't have a basement. It could right. be different if you've got the GSI sockets or the newer home, the, you know, an old home or a new home. Right, right. All right, Stephen, uh, we're about out of time, but I just did want to ask you one more question. What areas do you actually cover?
1: Um, I'm licensed in Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, and Maryland. So okay. those are the, the states that I can... Pretty much
0: like, where our uh, our signal goes. That's right. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, great information there. The website is getinsuranceclaimhelp.com and the phone number 412-276-5555. That's getinsuranceclaimhelp.com, 412 412- 276-5555. Our guest has been Stephen Natt. And I appreciate your time. Thank you, Gary. This program is sponsored by Stephen Natt and Associates. Thanks for listening to Bisberg. We'll see you next time.